he goes, now, before you say anything, prepare to shut the fuck up. And it's like <laughs> one of my favorite lines of anything ever. Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode four of the Bears and Brews podcast. I'm Pam, and I'm joined, as always, by Salome. How are you doing today? Hi, everyone. <laughs> I'm good. What are you up to? Um, just packing. Uh, we're getting ready to move uh, in the next two weeks. So I'm just like speed packing because I put it off. So that's fun. And you still have a broken leg, so you can't really too much but i can i can actually uh walk on it a bit now which is nice it's a weird feeling but it's good how is your week going pam <laughs> that sounded so fake um it's going I, I really shitty it. to be quite honest it's a bad week but that's okay it's a very busy week for you so hopefully let's see you're done with busyness toward the end of the month yeah in the next few days hopefully yeah Okay. Busy week for work, busy week for volunteering, and sad week for personal stuff. But that's okay, because we're going to talk about bears. Not just bears, but fat bears. <laughs> fat bears make everything better. Fat bottom bears make the world go round. <laughs> fat bottom bears. I don't remember that. Oh, how does that song go? Okay, now I need to listen to that. <laughs> You know, if it wasn't copyrighted, I'd slip it in right now, but... Well, if someone makes a parody, you can do a parody, right, without infringing on copyright. So if someone listening is super cool and talented and can write that, I would listen to that. Stream the shit out of that. Hell yeah. Okay, our bear fact for today is that bears have one of the best sense of smells in all of the animal kingdom. So it's about... It's about seven times better than a bloodhound. And how many times better do you think it is than humans or stronger? Stronger. Let's see. We have... Putting you on the spot here. We have hound dogs. I don't think they have as good of a smell, a good of a sense of smell. <laughs> yeah, they don't smell as good as bloodhounds. No, they, they, I don't think they have as strong. Yeah, bloodhounds have a stronger sense of smell than our hounds. So... um. And our, our dogs, I think our dogs and any dogs have a much stronger sense of smell than humans, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, way stronger. Um, I feel like comparatively, we have kind of a shit sense of smell. We do, yeah. In the animal kingdom, we do. Like 200 times better than than humans? Times that by 10. Are you making me do math? What's wrong with you? So 2,000? So yeah, it's about 2,100 times as stronger than ours. Oh, wow. Bears. Okay, so we can't like smell hide from them. What's the term for that? I don't know. <laughs> well, only it depends on the wind. Depends on the wind. But yeah, so and so not only do they have a lot more nerves in their nose, mm -hmm. in the um, epithelial tissue in their nose, but their olfactory bulb, which is the part of the brain that deciphers what those nerves are saying mm -hmm. that's about five times bigger 
than ours proportionately obviously it's they're bigger animals so it's going to be a larger size but proportionately to their brain it's five times bigger than ours is to our brains that's crazy they have a lot more olfactory nerves but also that part of the brain that processes the information is a lot bigger gotcha so when i i think it was at some point doing a girls camp um i don't remember if it was with our church organization and girl scouts or something when I lived in um, Anchorage, I remember someone who was allegedly, allegedly, an expert on bears coming in and talking to all the girls like the first day um, mm-hmm. and telling us some horror story uh, about a girl that used like strawberry scented shampoo and then like a bear and she like slept in a tent. She's like camping and a bear like smelled her shampoo and like reached like just like broke through the tent and grabbed her and like dragged her away um which didn't sound like a real story i think it i don't know if it was like to scare us don't think we needed to be more scared of bears um but is that is anything like that possible would they at any point like smell or like if i wear like body lotion that smells or perfume or something is that an actual risk i mean if it's like bacon flavor (laughs) I, I'll try not to use the bacon flavor. I, I just use that on special occasions. <laughs> oh, I don't even want to know. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know if that story is true. I've read quite a lot of books on North American bear attacks, and I've never heard of that one. That being said, um, if you are out camping in bear country, you absolutely should not have scented anything in your tent uh, that doesn't mean you can't shampoo your hair, um, but mm-hmm. you shouldn't have like any kind of toiletries, toiletries, even bottles of water sometimes, anything like that. All you should have in your tent is what you need to get through the night and bear spray. So what about like like toiletries that have sense like cool breeze and like ocean mist and stuff like that where it's not really like edible is that still bad because it's still like a very strong yeah anything that's scented even like deodorant but also bears bears aren't like bros so they don't you know they don't care about the (laughs) like the old spice smells it doesn't matter to them or like axe yeah okay yeah that's good the axe body spray but no yeah you shouldn't wear any of that shit uh meat scented or not (laughs) (laughs) i'll try to leave i'll try to leave my axe in my old spice at home yeah i mean you can shampoo your hair and then you know sleep in your tent that's usually fine um but you do definitely need to take precautions i know and guess it wouldn't hurt to do like totally unscented right yeah i mean most people if they're backpacking in bear country they're not bringing I mean, a lot of times you don't even bring deodorant because there's no point. <laughs> Will people agree with that or is that just you? <laughs> like when you went camping with Kelly, should I ask Kelly and see if she was okay with that? No, I mean backpacking. <laughs> oh, gotcha. When you're okay. backpacking because, you know, every every ounce counts. But Oh, true. You don't want to, you know, you can have that stuff, but it should be in like a bear vault or an ursac. Those are uh, bear proof storage devices, or you can hang it in a bear bag. And we'll have a, we'll talk about that stuff when we have our bear safety episode or wilderness safety episode. That would be helpful. I think 
um, at girls camp, I think they just told us a scary story. They said not to have food in our tents, which I thought was kind of a dumb moment, but of course good to go over. But I don't think they went over anything like bear bags or any other kind of bear safety besides like stay with a buddy. Well, with a group with a group of people at like an established camp like that, they probably just didn't anticipate you guys would be like out exploring on your own, you know, stuff like that. Um mm-hmm. I mean, our Girl Scout camp was called Twin Bears. Literally, twin fucking bears. We didn't get any safety talks about bears. <laughs> There's actually a bear at Montana Grizzly Encounter who is from that area. She was orphaned. Oh. Uh, all right. On to our brew. Are you drinking anything? I am drinking a kombucha, which is technically brewed. Or is it brewed? I've made it before. I didn't make this one. Um, this is a mango passion fruit kombucha. Um, yeah. What are you drinking? Uh, I am drinking a sweet grass pale ale from Grand Teton Brewing. Ooh, that sounds cool. Can I see the can? Yeah. They're over in Victor and they are, that's pretty. Yeah. They're one of my favorite breweries and they do a lot of stuff for nonprofits. So I really like them. That's wonderful. We are talking today about Fat Bear Week, which is the best time of the year, <laughs> the most important voting you can do in your entire life is for Fat Bear Week. No, that's not true. <laughs> one of one of the most important, though. Yes. Like more important than like voting on like a song talent comp- competition show. Do they still have those? I don't even know. I'm very out of the loop on that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, what's more important than voting for people on Love Island? Do they get voted off the island? Like Survivor? Not, no, it's not. No, it's not like that. Sounds like battling each other. I'm not going to nerd out about it because I hate reality shows except Love Island. So. <laughs> I was going to say. That's the only one I watch. <laughs> and I guess if a, if Alone is considered a reality show, um, which it probably is. Is that the one where they're like naked? No, that's Naked and Afraid, which I don't watch. Alone is the one where they are, have to go out and survive in the wilderness so they can bring... Alone? Yeah, they get a certain amount of things they can bring and then they can pick like 10 items from a list. And they don't even have cameramen with them. They are literally all alone. They have to learn how to use the camera equipment. Well, that's kind of bullshit. Are they getting paid as like cameramen? Because that kind of just seems like they're trying to be cheap. I think they're trying to be authentic. In like a real survival situation, would you have like a pre like a handpicked list of things? Well, I would. In fact, I did last summer. If you knew that you were going to be in a well, if you're out in the wilderness, you should have. Even if you're going for a day hike, you should have survival stuff, and you should know how to use it, regardless. Anyway, we need to get going. Um, on to fat bears. Back to the fat bears. <laughs> All right, so we talked a little bit about brown bears in our very first episode, and we talked a few weeks ago about some of the differences between grizzly bears and brown bears because the bears of Fat Bear Week are brown bears. So just real quick, a couple things. Um, Brown bears are the main species. Grizzly bears are the subspecies. Brown bears are a lot larger, up to about 1,600 pounds. Um, their body and their head shape is kind of different. It's kind of like, they're kind of like a stretched out version of a grizzly. Oh, elongated. 
like yeah like their heads are a little kind of longer their bodies are definitely longer because they're taller uh, mm -hmm. if they stood up on their hind legs so it's kind of like our two dogs so my dog buzz has short spine syndrome and uh, we adopted him uh well my partner adopted him when he was about i think six months eight months old and then you adopted clementine before we knew each other from a different place and then we met each other and it turns out they're litter mates mm -hmm. so your dog clementine does not have short spine syndrome so buzz is like a compact kind of squished up squished squishy version <laughs> yeah their mark their markings are the same they look exactly the same except buzz is like smushed <laughs> i don't know we should post a picture with this episode we should People are going to look through the pictures and be like, what the hell? That's not a bear. <laughs> yeah. Another difference is um, coastal brown bears tend, their their social habits are a little more different. So they tend to be a lot more tolerant of other bears being around because during a lot of their big feeding sessions with salmon runs and things like that, there's just a shitload of bears everywhere. And there's there are enough resources that they aren't like fighting over them and that kind of thing. So there'll be like fishermen right next to them and, you know, a bunch of other bears. Sows with cubs won't stay away from other bears like they normally would um, just because there is such an abundance of resources. So they're a lot more tolerant of being in each other's presence than a uh, than like an inland grizzly. Gotcha. That makes sense. These brown bears are coastal. So they're in like these beaches, um, like sloggy, meadowy, swampy areas. They live in rainforests in the Canadian West and Southeast Alaska. This is, I think, percentage wise, the biggest difference is in what they're eating. So during spawning season, bear brown bears on the coast will eat about 30 fish a day wow and yeah and that's like those big ass fucking salmon out there um and you know we talked before about how most bears of the world except pandas their diets are only about 10 to 15 percent of from animal origin but these coastal bears 30 to 50 percent of their total diet is of animal origin because of all the fish they eat wow and that's also why they're a lot bigger mm. just like more calorically dense food than i guess kind of yeah and actually they will also so as as the salmon are spawning like when it's really at, at first they'll like just take anything they can get right but when there's peak spawning and there's just fish everywhere they will actually only eat the best part so they'll eat like the eggs and the head and then they literally leave the entire rest of the fish just like on the beach or in the woods that's kind of asshole behavior okay bears yeah but it feeds wolves foxes ravens eagles oh that's true yeah and um they're when they bring those into the forest and those like discarded fish carcasses actually provide a lot of really good fertilization to those coastal forests oh that makes sense that does make sense. All right. So let's talk about Fat Bear Week. Okay. So in Katmai National Park, there is the Brooks River and Brooks Falls. So when you see those photos of the big brown bears catching fish on the edge of the waterfall, that's Brooks Falls in Katmai. And there's about 
2,000 bears in Katmai, but Fat Bear Week Mm -hmm. pits. It pits some of the most popular ones together in like a bracket style single elimination competition. (laughs) And what what they do is they'll post pictures of before and after, like a photo of the bear when they first saw it this year. So like back in like May or June, and then a photo of what they look like now. And there's people are insane about Fat Bear Week in a great way. Oh, yeah. one of the ways is arguing about how you cast your vote. So <laughs> you can go to explore.org and watch the bear cams. It's literally live streaming cameras of these bears. And they have um, people like volunteers that like man the chat room and stuff. And they'll do like play by plays like the park service will get on and do like a live stream play-by-play oh. of like what bears doing what here and all these sort of things. Now I I would probably know a lot more about those individual bears if I had the time, but I just don't have the time to to sit and watch those videos, like just watch them hanging out. Although, you know, every now and then, of course, it's fun to hop on there for a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, back in 2014, someone in that chat room posted like a before and after picture of a couple of the bears. <laughs> um, a former ranger, Mike Fitz, he now works for Explore.org, who runs the bear cams. Um, he talked with some rangers and they came up with this idea to vote and get get some, you know, public interest in in these bears because, you know, this is really close to where they were going to do that big mine and like all these things that could really, you know, could really impact this. There's actually a really good episode of a podcast called The Photographer Mindset. It was from October 2nd, 2020. It's called Pebble Mine with at Drew HH. And it talks about that proposed mine Mm -hmm. and how we can help preserve the area for everyone in the future. And, you know, not to mention for these animals. But but yeah, so originally it was just one day of voting and they called it Fat Bear Tuesday. And we can actually link a little video of the history of Fat Bear Week. But guess how many people voted last year in this week-long bracket competition? Um, like, I don't know, like 100,000? I'm going to make you do math again. Times that by 10. <laughs> a million? Over, yeah, over a million people voted last year. Holy crap. For these bears. That's awesome. So they call it Fat Bear Week instead of like Big Bear Week on purpose. Um, We're not fat shaming anyone, let alone a bear. But they really like to highlight the fact that packing on this fat is how they survive the winter, especially in Alaska, where they hibernate for about six months, whereas down here it's like four or five. Oh, wow. I mean, I guess I kind of did that when I lived in Alaska, too. So I understand where they're coming from. Not, I mean, yeah, seriously. Well, obviously not the packing on the weight stuff, but maybe that too. <laughs> but that hibernation, right? Oh, were you? You were talking about hibernating, <laughs> yeah, right? The hibernation. I was. I, I was too when I agreed with you. I wasn't <laughs> like, yeah, you were packing on the fat. <laughs> so something they've recently started. This is the third year they're doing it. It's called Fat Bear Junior, and it is. Um, a smaller competition, only two days, but it's for bears that still live with their mothers. Oh, 
It's so cute. So spring cubs and yearlings. And this year they are doing it on September 28th and 29th. So tomorrow and the day after. So get your ass to fatbearweek.org <laughs> and you can see the side by sides. And then they'll even give you little bios on the bears too. Do they have pictures of them? Like if I look it up, will I see pictures of the cute little fat bears? Um, yeah, so they released the bracket for Fat Bear Jr. Oh my god. Sorry, I'm still listening. They're just so cute. So yeah, so participate in Fat Bear Jr. And then once they stop living with their mothers, they can they're eligible for for the main competition. Oh, and then people should also vote for them then. Just vote for all of them. Well, and then like how do you vote? Right. Everybody has a different I went down the rabbit hole in this Facebook group about Fat Bear Week and I realized how serious some people take it, which is great. Like <laughs> um, but a lot of people have like different different kind of methods. So some people will factor in, oh, well, that's a female. She's been nursing all year and she's still this fat and blah, blah, blah. What I usually go off of <laughs> is the opposite of what we do to like celebrities, not condoning what people do to celebrities, but like, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, no, exactly. Uh, and I, what I usually do is I just compare the before and after. Like what for me, it's not even who the biggest bear is. It's who was the biggest compared to what they were earlier in the season. That's how I personally pick. Oh, the greatest, greatest uh, difference. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. So um, you vote every day and voting is only open from noon to nine Eastern time. And for the adults, that's going to start next Wednesday, the 4th. So set your alarms, everybody. Put it in your calendars. Cancel all of your plans. If you need to, don't even go to work. Um, it's a valid reason to call out. Yeah. Yeah. To call out. And the Park Service is actually doing a couple kind of Q&A, play-by-play, release type of stuff. Um, check check their Facebook. as So Katmai National Park, the Katmai Conservancy, which is the official nonprofit for that park, and the explore.org. And they will actually have like events on Facebook set up and they'll have, you know, the links to to go and, and they'll give little talks about all of it. But my personal favorite is actually one last year. He is one of the biggest brown estimated one of the biggest brown bears in the world. Ooh. How much do you think he weighed last year? Um, let's see. He said the biggest one was like sixteen hundred. Excuse me, maybe not the biggest one. Like fifteen hundred pounds? Close. He was about fourteen hundred pounds. Oh, okay. So it's Boar seven forty seven, aka Bear Force One. <laughs> like a Boeing seven forty seven? That's amazing. <laughs> I love that. So do you know how they estimate their weights? Um, I guess they probably don't like lure them onto like a scale like we do with our dogs when they go to the vet. No. Do they compare them to like bears in captivity that they know the weight of? You're so you're on part of it. So that's how they like calibrate what they use. That's one of the ways they calibrate the tool that they use. So normally to weigh a bear, you have to um, dart it, put it out and like put it on this pulley system to get the weight. It's really messed up. 
yeah, so obviously that's really hard on the bears and it's, you know, time consuming, a pain in the ass. It costs a lot of money and we can't do that to every single bear. Right. So even though the park still does that with bears that they're researching, they don't go through and do it to every single bear, obviously. And what they use now is called a terrestrial LIDAR scanner. And that stands for light detecting and ranging. Oh, it's it's a it's a laser scanner that their facilities services used to use. Well, they they still use it too. But one of the guys was like on a like off work one day, and he's like, "I wonder what would happen if I pointed this thing at a bear." And he asked get the bear's consent first. But okay, yeah. Well, they have to, and this is a, the hard part about it. They have to stay still for about ten seconds. But the bears at the falls are perfect for that because they just stand there waiting for fish. You make them sound so lazy. They just stand there just waiting for their dinner to come. <laughs> well, that's so cool. So, yeah. So this like laser scans them and it comes up with a 3D map. And I'll post some pictures uh, with the references, of course, on how it looks. And then, yeah, so they like 3D map this bear's body and they're able to guesstimate a weight. I wasn't trying to say they're lazy. <laughs> the bears... The bears at the falls actually have a lot of different methods of quote unquote fishing. So a really cute one that um, we just watched together a few days ago is snorkeling. Yes, you sent me a video of that. It's so cute. Um, There's a video going around Instagram of a bear snorkeling. Uh, You should look it up. It's amazing. Yep. And they're looking for fish underwater, usually like dead ones. Yeah. Um, they usually don't. Yeah, they don't have to do snorkeling when the uh, the salmon when it's like peak spawning mm-hmm. because there's just fish everywhere and the fish are closer to the surface jumping around. When we say snorkeling, <laughs> it's not like a bear with like a snorkel mask and like a tube. <laughs> um, it's a look up a picture of it, but they just kind of put their head in the water, right? Yeah, it's it's almost like an alligator. Because, like, the top of their head is usually still above the water. Yeah. Yeah, like their forehead and stuff. Just yeah. really kind of the the snout and the eyes. It's like a fuzzy, cute alligator. <laughs> That's just as deadly. But adorable. Yeah. So they also do, um, they will also dive to look for fish. Um, this same kind of concept. This is when this, when there's not a lot of salmon spawning. They're looking for dead ones. Maybe some hanging out near the bottom. Oh, yeah. Okay, so one of the other ways that they fish is one I was referencing, which is called stand and wait. (laughs) Then these are actually, these are the actual, like, titles that the Park Service has given for these methods. I love that. So stand and wait is when they stand at the top of the falls and they wait for a fish to jump and then they catch it. Uh, Sounds easy enough. It's not that easy. (laughs) They're on like a precipice on river rocks. So I sent you a video of some bears falling off the falls. And I'm only giggling because they're all okay. I wouldn't laugh if they weren't okay. But there are some really cute videos. I had to be like, are they all okay? Because I couldn't tell. uh, And then I hadn't seen the whole thing yet. And I was like, I want to laugh at this because it's so cute. But I don't want to laugh unless I know that they're all okay. Um, but yeah, I'll link a f- I'll link a little compilation, and it includes it includes part of part of the video that I sent you. Yeah, just of them falling off the falls. It's really cute. 
<laughs> so another thing they do, and this is the prime spot, is they will do what's called sit and wait, which is at the bottom of the falls. And this is a much easier way to get salmon because they're swimming near the surface as they prepare to jump the falls. Mm-hmm. So usually in this spot, it's the biggest, baddest ass bears. And there's two spots they call one the jacuzzi uh, <laughs> because it's like this little spot where looks like a little jacuzzi bath and then one spot called the plunge pool <laughs> i love this like a bear spa is cat my really just uh, like a really amazing bear resort with like a salmon buffet yeah especially because like the humans are the ones that are fenced off in cat mind <laughs> i love this sounds perfect all right the next one that they do is called a dash and grab i want you to guess what that is um, is that what they do in football when they like grab, they like hold the football down and then somebody grabs it, dashes and grabs what? it? I don't know. Don't, don't, pe- isn't that a thing in football? Is that not a thing? I have no idea what you're talking about. Are you talking about when they're, when they hike the ball? I think so. Yeah. They don't grab it. They don't like rush over and grab it. We need to start a football podcast. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, that would be a grab and dash. This is a dash and grab. <laughs> I'm sorry. What's the do? Oh, okay. The order of it. Okay. So a dash and grab. Are they like waiting on the side of the river and they dash over? Yeah, kind of. So at the beginning of the salmon run, when there's a lot of fish just everywhere, this is really worth it. It's not as worth it later because of the end- energy expenditure. But they literally are just running, like, splashing in and grabbing fish and then running off. Like a toddler? Yeah. Yeah. Like a very clumsy toddler, except not actually clumsy. (laughs) But yeah, it only works really well when there's a lot of fish. Um, Otherwise, it isn't really worth it for them, you know, unless they're getting fish every time. Are those the kind of the dumber bears that do that? No, actually, but well, if there's a shitload of salmon everywhere, it works really well because the salmon, it's like a bad, it's like a big traffic jam of salmon. So they can't really swim away. So yeah, they just like, and you'll see a lot of times you'll see sows with cubs do this because they don't want to leave their cubs for long. So the cubs will be on the shore and they'll like run in and grab a fish and then come back out and then they'll, they'll share the, the fish with the cubs. That's so cute. Yep. Another one is pirating, which I'm sure you can <laughs> guess. Can guess what that is. Yep. Uh, they'd steal it from, <laughs> from a, a, a different bear. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one they do, this one had me cracking up. They beg for leftovers. What? From other bears? They they beg like my dogs when my mom is in town in eating dinner. <laughs> they give they give each other like puppy dog eyes. Well, they'll kind of just sit there and like bide their time, and then <laughs> kind of wait oh, for any scraps. Oh my gosh, I would think that that would like they'd lose respect from the other bears in their like little bear community. Like that doesn't like cause problems for them. Well, I think I think at that point. If, if you're one of the bears that's at that point, you're, you don't probably have a lot of the really good skills to go catch them yourself. 
Mm. or clout to go bully a bear out of a prime spot oh is that another so sometimes is that another method just like well, the bullying yeah for like the sit and wait and stand and wait yeah it's only like if you are just this young up-and-comer and you're trying to go sit in the jacuzzi like otis is gonna tell you to fuck off <laughs> otis is one of the famous ones and he's really huge Otis would be my friend i think if i was a bear otis seems chill I feel like it'd be best friends. Yeah, and he he's won Fat Bear Week a couple times. Good for Otis. Yeah, so I mean, Fat Bear Week. It's not just fun, even though obviously it is. Fun. It is. Uh, there's a big fundraiser um, after the winner is crowned. So it's called the Otis Fund, named after the bear <laughs> we were just talking about, Bear Four Eighty. And he's one of the oldest in the park, and he is. He, I think he's almost. 30 oh, oh and he is like arguably the fan favorite oh um everybody loves when otis shows up they were worried this year he took a little while to show up at the falls and they the park yeah. service did a whole post when he showed up just of him like otis is here like everybody loves otis i think i've seen a bunch of posts of him like taking naps and stuff where somebody I don't know if it's National Park or whatever, and they they were talking about, like, we've gotten comments saying people are concerned about Otis, like he's just resting or something like that. I think it was him. Oh, yeah. So this Otis Fund, it it is put on by the Katmai Conservancy, that um, the park's nonprofit partner I was telling you about. And this helps with, like, outreach, education, engagement, and preservation. So the Bristol Bay ecosystem has the last big salmon run on Earth. And that's that's one of the many reasons why it's so important to preserve that area. We don't really have the time to go into that, especially right now. But we need to be able to help these bears out, help this whole ecosystem out. And that's what the Katmai Conservancy does. And the guy who kind of started the whole thing... Mike Fitz, you know, he he said it, it doesn't really matter who wins because the point of this, the point of Fat Bear Week is to shed light on these animals and what they do to survive, but also, you know, having fun, make you know, making it fun. And so, <laughs> you know, donate, vote, be engaged. Like I said earlier, the Katmai Conservancy and the National Park have a lot of like virtual events throughout Fat Bear Week. Uh, there's a Brooks live chat channel with the explore.org cams. But do your voting. Vote for your favorite bear, your favorite fat bear. Again, it starts next Wednesday, the 4th. And voting will open at noon Eastern time. Okay. Um, so I want to end with a quote from Joel Cusick. And he works for the National Park Service's Alaska Regional Offices. And this is in the CNN article that is in our show notes. He says, we all have our favorites. The anthropomorphism here is quite strong. And I think I think that's funny because it's true. But like, like I've kind of talked about before, I don't necessarily see it as a bad thing in certain situations. And this is one of them. I think for some people it um, helps, I don't want to say necessarily like humanize bears, but I think it helps them relate more to the plight or the struggles that um, different animals face, non-human animals like bears, and hopefully kind of 
uh, sympathize more with them. Exactly. I I really think it helps people care more. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, this is a great this is a great like case study for mm-hmm. that that bear week, right? I mean, there's t-shirts, there's bumper stickers, there's like, I mean, last year they raised like 400 grand or something for the fun and the fundraiser after fat, fat bear week. Like this kind of stuff has gotten people involved and it's gotten people to care. And these people aren't driving out there. Well, you can't drive out there, but these people aren't going out there trying to pet them just because they call them Otis, mm-hmm. right? Or something like that. So I or think pinch their ears. <laughs> I'll, I'm going to go out there and pinch their fucking ears. No, I'm not. Nobody should do that. <laughs> so yeah, I'll put some of the. Li- so we're going to have you know a lot more a lot more reference links on this, um, and I will also have links for the Bear Cam, the Cat My Conservancy, um, the National Park page, Fat Bear Week, and then I'm also going to put a link for Friends of the McNeil River, which is one of the nonprofits that is working to keep the Bristol Bay area and ecosystem intact. Oh, that's wonderful. So make sure you guys check those out. Absolutely. Um, do you have anything else that you want to add for Fat Bear Week, the best time of the year? The fattest time of the year? <laughs> Just very adorable. All right. Make sure you guys let us know if you have any questions or comments. Bears and Brews podcast at gmail.com and Instagram and Facebook, just Bears and Brews podcast. And uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Bye, everyone. <laughs>